this week on Erotic Awakening, when polyamory is bad, when polyamory is good, and revealing the secret envelope. BDSM and non-standard relationships. Power exchange and polyamory. Sacred sexuality and fetishes. As, as well, well as simply fun kink. You'll find shows on these topics and all things day and dawn at eroticawakening.com. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. Hi, Dan. Hey. Hi, hi Dan. Oh, hi, Karen. <laughs> no, I'm Dawn. Oh, hi, Karen. Hi, Dan. <laughs> hi, Dawn. Thank you. Hi. Okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> hi, Ginger. Uh, she wags her tail. <laughs> so here we are. We are in the red room of the Big Polly house for this episode with Karen joining us. Hi. Podcast <laughs> listeners have heard the word Karen before. <laughs> and no, I don't just make her up. Although there's no video proof. Could be Dawn Ooh. doing it. You know, that's true. That's true. But yeah. now we're talking at the same time. Right. So that would be really talented. That would. It's always and I think... Clark Kent got tripped up by. Oh, uh, yeah. That it could be the same place at the same time. Perhaps. Or something like that. So, But you were on the first podcast we ever did i think yeah 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 because we did a poly round table yeah like a like our normal every 400 or so episodes (laughs) we have karen actually on the podcast (laughs) and every now and then people meet me in the flesh (laughs) (laughs) so uh speaking of you in the flesh we're going to start off with the question of the day and uh karen you can take first crack at this because you inspired me recently to ask this question. Oh boy. When, do you, <laughs> when should you get out of a polyamorous relationship? When should you throw in the towel and say, oh, that's it. I've had enough. I'm done. I don't, I don't want to know how you ins- <laughs> how I inspired that. We were talking recently <laughs> about some of your relationships that you've had mm-hmm. and that did not work out. Mm-hmm. That ended for whatever reason. Not saying they don't work out, but they mm-hmm. ended for some reason. Mm-hmm. And that led me to think, and I hate... Um, when people, someone will suggest, so I, I hear people say, hey, I am thinking about starting this new relationship and this person wants me to never call their home phone number. What do you think of that? And the response they get is like, get out, run away as quick as you can. Mm-hmm. No one should ever tolerate that kind of thing. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Or we're yeah. struggling, we're struggling. This is really a uh-huh. struggle. And the responses are, get out, get out while you can. It shouldn't be a right. struggle. Right. Yeah. And Dawn, you'll remember at the very beginning of Polly Columbus, mm-hmm. one of the founders, one of the original members, one of the people that gets to say, I've been around longer than you have, mm-hmm. said, polyamory should be fun. If it's not fun, fun. you should, you should, should not it. do it. Yep. Oh, I remember boy. that being said. I stopped doing it a long time ago. Yeah. It's always been <laughs> fun. Right. Right. So, Karen, right. in your opinion, when... But there are times... So we do believe you should stick around. Mm-hmm. Because look at our, our own thing here, right? Mm-hmm. After mm-hmm. Um, 10 years, we've you know made a lot of... Because we've gone through the hard points, mm-hmm. we've struggled a lot, and we've made a lot of progress. But when should you get out? When should you call, throw in the towel and say, look, this ain't working? I actually um, thought about that because someone asked us a similar question at the Ask Us the Hard Shit at BTL. And what I wish I had added at the end, and I didn't because I just... You know, we don't think of everything when we're talking... Um, for me, I think it's either A, when it's unhealthy in some fashion. So, you know, obviously an abusive relationship certainly is not one I would encourage someone to stick out against all costs because mm-hmm. that's that's unhealthy. <laughs> um, but if taking that out of the out of the framework, um, I think when 
someone in the relationship is no longer willing to um, grow or to um, move forward or to learn from you know mistakes or you know whatever so I think you know when people ask us how we made it through some of those harder years for me it was because all of us wanted to get to a different place so it wasn't um, we weren't all at the same pace we weren't all you know having the same things that we were dealing with we each had our different things that we needed to grow in but all of us knew that we wanted to get on the other side of it and everyone was actively doing something and I think for me having gone through many years of that if I were in a place where I was in a poly relationship where for sure my partner was no longer willing to do that for me that would be time to get out mm -hmm. um, if my metamor was no longer willing to do that I'd I don't know that I would necessarily leave the relationship, but I would probably have to draw some different boundaries that I don't think I knew how to draw before, draw them in a healthier way. Um, or does it have to end? Is it a thing where there isn't a chemistry or there isn't um, in love or, you know, the emotional investment in time is there's not a, some sort of a um, return then? I don't mean that in a you give something you have to get something back but when there's something missing that you need for a key relationship I think that's also a time to change a poly relationship and I say change because I don't know that it has to mean sever all ties in that relationship but it does mean it may be time to transition it to something different so if I think about Purient Gent, I'll use that name because we don't have permission to use his real name. <laughs> the other name. And when we transitioned to that relationship, you know, it we're still very much in each other's lives. I would still consider his wife a metamor of mine. But we ended the romantic relationship. Mm -hmm. So that was that would be another example. Those elements weren't there for us to continue in that vein, but it transitioned. So mm -hmm. Yeah. I can see that. The cheating. The cheating was paramount to my relationship's <laughs> ending. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that that was a big one. Um, huh. You know, I've had a, the relationships I've had end, the one, only one that I terminated, like yourself, right? It was due to a uh, unscheduled and unsupervised sexual activity outside of the bounds of our relationship, i.e. cheating. Right. I like the way I put it better than that. Um, <laughs> but all the other relationships that have ended that I've been part of have been ended by the other person, if not be because I've ended. And they've all ended, if I remember correctly, because they outgrew what I was able to provide. In that one of the challenges in a polyamorous relationship is it is, um, it can be by somewhat limited in scope in some areas. So for example, with my relationship with Kat, we don't share any financial stuff. Mm -hmm. um, with my relationship with Kaya, I don't, I'm not involved in her change of life is around her work, mm -hmm. right? I'm involved because we're in a relationship, but it's her decision and she's going to decide what to do. Right. So those relationships have some limitations built into them. And I think I've had a couple people in, in my life that wanted a relationship without those limitations. And they've said, well, Dan, you've got limitations. They didn't say it this way, right? But they say, Dan, you've got limitations, so I'm out of here. Mm -hmm. I want somebody who can be more fully experience life with. Mm -hmm. um, so sometimes you, you recognize you've outgrown someone. Mm 
and it's time to trans. And pretty much all those people, certainly Bat, I'm still in a relationship with, but it's not the relationship that it was. Um, so yeah, you train, you, <laughs> and sometimes people roll off and they don't really want to be involved in your life anymore. They don't need to be. Well, some came in knowing that there was probably a time limitation to begin with, right? So like Slave Jim. We knew she wouldn't be around all the time, right. right? We knew that she would change jobs, move, get married. She did, so and moved on. But had a baby and everything. Had a baby and everything. I know, and uh, so, and sometimes you go into relationships knowing there's time limits, even, which is one actually one of the cool things about polyamory, right? It doesn't have to be an escalator escalator relationship mm -hmm. that leads to whatever the top of the escalator is. Mm -hmm. You know, it can be just what it is. So for both of you, is there ever a point that you would say, this relationship isn't fun, I'm out? Not no. fun, I'm out? No, there'd have to be more to it. Because I think any relationship takes nurturing and work. What if I change the word from fun to enjoyable? Hmm. It would depend on how long that lasted. If it looked like that's the way it was going to be forever or whatever... I would probably bow out. But, you know, I just don't know because I can think of some things that could happen that would make it unenjoyable for a while, but it would still be worth the investment of the time and energy into that person. And I think I have the same answer as before. Is it unenjoyable because we're working through something? In which case, no, right. I want to, you know, but I see that we're working on it. That could be unenjoyable, but still worth it. Um, Regardless of what my therapist said, the one that I fired, um, I'm not a pure hedonist. It doesn't have to be fun for it to be worth it. Mm -hmm. I like the fun. I like the enjoyable, but. And I know. guess for me, I. Be, because my way of doing poly is I have very few but very deep relationships. And that's by nature not going to always be fun. Mm -hmm. So um, right. I actually don't feel like it's a real relationship for me until we've actually gone through something. So, I mean, mm -hmm. so not relationships can be, you know rough sometimes and it's it can be it can be not always easy but I also feel like that's where my relationships grow the most is when we're working through something do I always want to be working through something no <laughs> no that wouldn't be you know super you know I wouldn't be enthusiastic about that either but without going through something that a foundation doesn't get built for me mm -hmm. but again that's how I choose to have relationships so mm -hmm. Um, I, I actually worry about the opposite. I actually worry about my partner not, hmm, if we're going through tough stuff and it's not fun and it's not enjoyable, I worry more about my partner wanting to walk away. Mm -hmm. So that's actually, <coughs> I need the security of that not happening so that I can be unenjoyable when I need to be right. and be honest about what's going on. Yeah. So, yeah. And, you know, I, I guess...
for people of our poly age group at this point, <laughs> there's going to be a lot of not fun stuff coming up. Oh, yeah. I think I'm, uh, next Monday I'm taking you for a medical procedure, and you just have a year anniversary of a medical procedure. Right. Um, we've not had to go any, to any funerals lately but no. we've had people that we know that we know yeah yeah so. we just yeah well we just <laughs> learned about somebody today so and then uh you know my sister one of my half sister's family passed yesterday so there's absolutely my, yeah you know another close person what just a couple of days before btl or something so yeah and so that's definitely more part of more. that long-term relationship thing mm-hmm. so i have a follow-up question for you on that question it's my podcast you can't ask me <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Have you ever knew that you needed to end a poly relationship and didn't and waited it out because until they did because you didn't want to have to do it? So our next topic on the show. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, there, there's one instance where, yeah, I, I do feel that way. Um, but it's not because the relationship was crappy it was on the road to crappy and I knew it was on the road to crappy and I knew it was not going to get better not going to get better but I needed the other person to recognize that too you know I so yeah that's my answer so yeah yeah (laughs) just yes (laughs) no more details in case they still listen If you've got a crappy relationship that you need to get out of, <laughs> you can get a hold of us on the, via the comment form on the webpage, eroticawakening.com. Disclaimer, we won't help you get out of crappy relationships. There you will find other ways to contact us as where we will be presenting past podcast episodes, LinkedIn newsletter, and other stuff. You can also follow us on FetLife. Find us as the, as the owners of the FET group, Erotic Awakening. Ginger, what are you doing? She likes the fire. She likes the fire. Fire. <laughs> We're in the fireplace room. <laughs> so before we get into our actual topic of the day, I do want to mention a few subscribers to the newsletter. Um, such oh, as... one of them we met at BTL, but we'll get to her in a second. So we have Keith from California. Monique of D.C., as in Washington. Mm-hmm. And then Crimson Aurora. So she was from North Carolina. Actually came to uh, BTL on her own. So, had a great time. Some people do that. And uh, by BTL, you mean Beyond the Love. Beyond the Love, absolutely. So, speaking of polyamory, Karen, I had this on my desk. Okay. And 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 I went to open it, and I was like, oh, wait, it says Dan, Don, and Karen. So, I won't open it. This is an envelope. Right. And then Don so, picked and then it up. And then walked in, and I started open opening it. it. And then I'm like, oh, wait, it says Dan, Don, and Karen. And Dan's like, I did the same thing. I'm like, okay. So, so in, it's two-thirds of the way open if you'd like to finish it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Isn't that appropriate? <laughs> a strange envelope found on the... Okay, here it goes. Aw, it says it's cold outside it's with a penguin snowman. on the front. Or penguin. <laughs> oh, who's it from? No, it's an actual written. Is that actually... Aw. Damn. Nice. Those guys. Those guys. So, okay, that's cute. A quish... A, now, Ginger's going to help you read it. A Christmas wish... Is sent to all the Christmas dreams came true. Imagine Christmas joy, fish cheer be yours throughout the coming year. I don't think fish was in there. So yeah. it was a yeah. very nice yeah. Christmas card written to the three of us. Nice. We could, we could say it's from this. Yeah, neighborhood. Friendly, friendly neighborhood, neighborhood lesbians. lesbians. Nice. Did they just move nearby? Uh, 
always lived nearish by ish. Okay, very We've cool. actually got quite a few that live near. They nearby. also, I forgot to mention. Lesbians, also, actually. Damn it. So at Beyond the Love, right when we were leaving, uh, one of those people said, hey, we'd love to come over and spend some time with you guys. Mm-hmm. So that's something else we've, we've got to We've been trying to make calendar. that happen for a long time already. Yeah, well, so, so with those two, mm-hmm. yep. We'll keep trying. Awesome. Don, did you know that the Friendly Neighborhood Lesbian Podcast no, is higher rated than Erotic it Awakening? It cannot be. It's it, not. It is. <laughs> Take a moment to support the podcast. Rate us on Apple Podcast, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Podbean, or wherever you listen. Or just tell your friends. So the topic of the day is when is polyamory good, also known as... I don't know. You wrote it. Oh. <laughs> so the three of us are the co-producers of Beyond the Love. And at this point, we are just going to take some time to do a little bit of... Um, Reflecting? Reflecting. Reflecting. Chewing debriefing. on debriefing. Okay, yes. that sounds good. So if you have no interest in hearing us debrief about the event, feel free to go... Pass forward. There's really nothing else past this. <laughs> oh. You can fast forward all you want. Well, we can to. fast forward to the, the us talk about Patreon. <laughs> sure. Yeah, that, that's, that would get up to Patreon. Side note on the Patreon, mm-hmm. uh, we have reached past the $25 goal, so no more advertising. Woohoo! Except for... The Erotic Awakening podcast and Dan and Dawn are directly supported by you, our friends and listeners. Head over to the Erotic Awakening website and click on the Support Us on Patreon button to toss us as little as a dollar to keep the podcast going. Or kick in a bit more and get access to the secret Facebook page, free books and Kickstarter cards, or even one-on-one time with Dan and Dawn. Would you think the, so Karen, from that, did you get clear instruction on what we're trying to get people to do? No, you stopped listening, clearly. <laughs> I, I did stop listening. Yes. <laughs> oh, our listeners are not stop. Although, do I need to do that to get one-on-one time with Dan and Dawn? <laughs> it might have. It might help. Game night scheduling. I know. We just spent this morning trying to schedule game nights. I just had to break up a cat and a dog fight. Which is one of the things you have to do. This is why we podcast in the studio now. So, um, the official Beyond the Love debrief. So, boy, that was... uh, I have to tell you, my initial recognition... People ask me all the time, and this will be the fifth Beyond the Love that we've produced together. Yep. And people are always, I'm asking people, hey, are you having a good time? Hope you're having a good time. And every once in a while, somebody says, hey, Dan, what about you? Are you having a good time? And the previous four years, I've always said, no, you know, my job is not to have a good time. I don't have a good time running the event. There's too much to do. And this year, I actually said, yeah, I'm really having a good time. Mm-hmm. We were in a brand new hotel. Which is funny, because we were in right. a new hotel. Right. I would right. think there would have been more work to do, but mm-hmm. not so much. Our staff, you know, very much jumped in, and um, they were just on the ball this yeah. year. I mean, they're every year, but this yeah. year, especially being in the new hotel, I thought we'd all be kind of scrambling a bit more, and it just never felt that way. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that the staff told us that I think helped them have a good time is that we kept out of their way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and I think they appreciated that, and I think it made it easier for us to have a good time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I ran around and checked every now and then, because... Like the hospitality suite was way down the hallway. So I would run down there and make sure that that coordinator was fine and, you know, had everything she needed. And then there was one time where the uh, master so-and-so's lunch. It's like, uh-oh, it's in the hospitality suite, which falls under one coordinator. But it's the presenter coordinator that usually handles it. So who's actually grabbed the ball and run with it, right? So I was sitting and talking with, with uh, Big D, and I was like, oh, wait, wait, wait. i got to go check this out. And he's like, isn't somebody in charge? 
And I'm like, uh, someone should be in charge, but it could be two different people. Let's make sure they didn't think the other person was doing it. And he's like, and then you're going to let it go, right? I'm like, uh. He's like, and then you're going to let it go, right? I'm like, I probably should. So I just went and made sure somebody was in charge of it, and they had it all under control. So that went really, really well. But sometimes it's hard to let things go, even when you have a really good staff, mm-hmm. you know? But so. I agree with you, Dan, though. I mean, I, it's the first year I felt like I actually enjoyed it, too. And it's, I mean, not it was that I fine. Enjoyed, and, and that's a weird set of words, because I always enjoy, I always feel very fulfilled yes. from oh, yeah. Yeah. the event, but I don't feel like I've been a part of it from a participation standpoint, more from a fulfillment of the energy and all of that. Yeah. Um, and it's funny because I really, I still didn't go to any classes this year other than the I ones went to one. we taught. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just, I think because it just felt so stress-free this time, you know? I mean, I don't know. It just never really felt Which overly is stressful. so weird. Yeah. So weird. But, um, yeah, I really time, enjoyed it. One time, I got stressed. <laughs> I can remember one yeah. time. <laughs> was one time. <laughs> what was that about? When I had to kick out the media person and tell her to stop bugging our security staff. You know what? That was the only stressful time to me, too, was that front security door. Mm-hmm. So, because people mm-hmm. were trying to get into the event. Mm-hmm. And um, we did a really good job with keeping them out. But people were curious mm-hmm. about it and mm-hmm. wanting to get in. But we had that one security point, And maybe mm-hmm. that was part of the stre- stress-free, right? Yeah. Because there was one yeah. point of security mm-hmm. instead of, what, the three mm-hmm. from before. So, um... Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's kind mm-hmm. of a new thing. Yeah. yeah, and I never really felt like there were other people in the hotel. Oh, other no. than it those felt that like were it was... in the bar that weren't our people. Right. Yeah. So, and, um, yeah, but they did a great, you know, security did a great job. Our security volunteers did a great job. You know, the rest of the staff were on point watching mm-hmm. for that. And, um, and then we're going to talk to the hotel. i got to set up an appointment this week, I think. And I think we're just going to talk and just see how to handle mm-hmm. it next year. Yeah, and, so and this our week probably be a good week, I think, with your work schedule and mm-hmm. me living next door, or working next door right. to this hotel. Yeah. Um, one of the things that was pointed out to me was this is the first time, and you guys correct me if this is wrong, this is the first time that the event has had all of our partners at the event. I think it's the first time they've all been there at it the could same be. time. Yeah. 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 So that was kind of... I've only got a couple to keep track of, so mine were there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, me too, actually, but they have not been there at the same time. Right. Up until this year. Yeah, so that was kind of neat. And that also, you know, it's just part of the neat poly aspect. Um, Granted, if we include metamors and all that, we are, you know, poly with half of Columbus, but... (laughs) Well, just the just the polyamorous parts, anyway. <laughs> but that was kind of a neat aspect too, um, and everything just worked this year. Even the things that didn't work were good enough. Oh yeah, that, to call that they worked. Oh my god, and and the uh, that the keynote speech mm-hmm. we that did was really cool. very different this year. Mm-hmm. So that was a uh, Tikva, who does Kimchi Cuddles cartoon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, we got it to where we've uh, recorded. We recorded um, her drawing a picture for us. Mm-hmm. Right. So that was that was kind of neat, and That's everybody really cool. could see it because it was projected. And yeah, we've got the picture right here in this room. So it's like a collaboration. Tikva started it, 
And then everybody else kind of colored it in mm-hmm. and finished it and added pieces to it. So that was one of my favorite things, actually, probably from the weekend. Yeah, yeah. that was fabulous. Mm-hmm. And we get to keep the picture. I know. Is about our Even wall. better. We do. Maybe maybe we can add that to something where people can see it because it's kind of cool. The uh, mm-hmm. the variety show this year instead of really neat. Unfortunately, Big Girl Burlesque, which has been with us the previous four years, was unable to make it this year. Um, so we just slapped together a little variety show mm-hmm. and we had some amazingly talented mm. singers so talented. and performers. What and was the, uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show? Ukulele. ukulele the ukulele, right. I know, the ukulele. Touch me, touch, touch, me, touch, touch, me, touch me, touch me. Yeah. 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 yeah, that one. So, and I was like, I know this song, I know this song, but on a ukulele, everything sounds different. And then he went into "Touch Me, Touch uh-huh. Me," and I'm like, Oh my god! That <laughs> was just so because yeah. I was out in the hallway, you know, I was out in the hallway, just walking up and down the hallway, and then I heard that, so I had to come to the door and and listen. And that, then the, that was awesome. Yeah. That was, the whole awesome. Thing was awesome. And then having the uh, and I don't want to bust anonymity but we had a uh, some we had a fair number of participants from Canada this time mm-hmm. and on Friday night for the variety show uh, the second song was sung by someone and then Saturday they wrote a beyond oh, they, 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 yeah. modified, they need to send us that story. yes oh, yeah. they modified well, a, a uh, yeah. song from the Under fish the uh, what's the little fish mermaid thing? Little Mermaid, yes. yes. the fish thing, Little to Mermaid. To make it beyond the love mm-hmm. focus. That, so that was, was really oh, I cool. cried Which with that one. We need to remind to send us. Yes. Yeah, yeah. they awesome. do the, this This probably doesn't out them too much, but we met them up at the Windsor Poly Picnic. Yeah, absolutely. So it would be neat to go to that again, too. But, um, yeah, fun, fun. Yeah, that one made me cry. And then the decorations again for the dance. Oh, always amazing. Oh, my God. She showed me how she does some of them. Wow. I mean, it's just crazy. Some of the stuff that she uses and melts and forms. And, and this and is Goddess here, our, our Goddess here Entertainment Coordinator. And so there's big vases of like sea anemones, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. Not real, but it kind of looks like it. And it's all glowy and, you know, it's just, and coral and sea turtles and, oh my God. Mm-hmm. So it was crazy, but. The, the other thing about the variety show though, and, and I love our big girl, but girls, but they may have lost their spot with the variety show because <laughs> it was pretty awesome. Um, one of the performers, um, struggled a little bit and the whole group just lifted him up into the, and was like, you got this. And by the way, amazing voice, Yeah, you know, and, um, and he stuck with it and got through it and it just was such a loving, it just felt like such a loving, supportive moment. It was really, really cool. Another one of my actually probably favorite moments from the weekend was just the caliber of people that come to our event is uh, is outstanding there's so much I mean, talent they're you know well and just good people i mean yeah. just whenever so. the issues we have at the hotel it's never our people in there oh no problems. not at all <laughs> the hotel loves us mm-hmm. they're like oh my god you guys were so so minimal effort mm-hmm. right so because all of our people help stack chairs and mm-hmm. just all kinds of stuff it's just like minimal effort so when when we came in but um that was just yeah so, but the poly variety show was, yep. I only got to see bits and pieces of it. So. What do you think about the, uh, we had, so if you've been to previous Beyond the Loves, we, of course, we had to change the way we do food this year. Right. Uh, we kept food to a specific area called the hospitality suite, which was its own little room off the mm-hmm. event space a little bit. Um, <laughs> everybody's, has a uh, everybody's gonna be hearing her licking. So. Oh, <laughs> oh, <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
yes, sir. So the food. Okay. So the food made a difference. <laughs> I thought that was going to be more problematic, yeah, and it too. actually worked out quite well. Yeah. And it gave people a new little social gathering spot. Mm -hmm. Because people would show up in the hospitality suite and create little talking oh. circles. But, so I went to bed Tuesday night, uh, not Tuesday night, Saturday <laughs> night. I was thinking second night of the event, second night of the week, um, Saturday night. So it was probably 2 o'clock in the morning. And where the event is, down in the event space of the hotel, it's very separate from the hotel, even though it's connected. So just outside of event space, the ukulele player was playing with his ukulele and his gazoo. And I hear through the pipe and drape, let's go down to the hospitality suite. It's still open because the bar had closed, right? So I, I ran down that hallway and, and I was like, oh my God, no, no, no. <laughs> Love your music. My room is across from the hospitality suite and I'm getting ready to go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> and that's where ukuleles go from. How cute to, to no. no. <laughs> Lobby. But it Lobby was so is cool. Yeah. Go. But it was really cool because he had a group of people there, like around him, and they were all mm -hmm. singing to what he was playing. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, they were just having a great time. But, um, but it was just really cool to have all that space be our own and, you know, just chairs set up and down the hallways, the tarot reader, mm -hmm. the information table. I mean, it just all just came together. Yep. The, um, the presenters this year were fantastic. Oh, and, my goodness. And again, goodness. when you're producing an event, one of the things that can add stress or add challenges is some of the presenters that you bring in. Um, that we've experienced. We've experienced some challenges <laughs> with some presenters. Or some presenters that just weren't as skillful as you would have liked. Mm -hmm. And this year, uh, not the case. Nailed Everyone it. was fantastic. Nailed it this year. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and it's, it's kind of challenging because we bring in some people that we know. We bring in some people that there's uh, two people I can think of specifically that we bring in year after year because mm -hmm. of what they, you know, what they offer. And they do such a great job. Um, Sarah Sloan and Master So-and-so. Mm -hmm. And then um, some that we kind of flip-flop years. You know, we don't invite them back every year. And then some that are brand new that we've mm -hmm. never met before. Right, and we're just going by their bios and their class descriptions, and cross our fingers. Right, and um, even all of those just turned out. I'm just hearing such great things, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, life changing mm -hmm. is what I'm hearing. Yeah, yeah. So, and that's just amazing. But uh, yeah, I just uh, fabulous. I didn't, I didn't um, drop after this one for some reason. Maybe it's because I hit the ground running after. <laughs> I have a hard time telling because I got sick. Right. So I don't know yeah. if I was dropping while I was sick or I mean I, I didn't have I didn't feel like I had a big like oh my god I need to cry my eyes out right for, mm -hmm. but um, well but the, I did get sick. We had a uh, one girl that said that she always cries at any events she goes to alone, and that this was the first event she went to that she felt so welcome that she didn't cry the nice. whole time she was there. So, and that's just, you know, that's just, wow, the people mm -hmm. that come. Mm -hmm. I, think, uh, the, I think this hotel is, um, it's bigger. Mm -hmm. uh, the event space is bigger. The classrooms are bigger. Um, I think we can open it up to a few more people next mm -hmm. year. That'll be fun. Mm -hmm. So, because we still had people on the waiting list this mm -hmm. year. So that we just couldn't let in because we weren't sure how much it would hold. So... The dog is scouting the cat. <laughs> entirely. Any, anything else? I'm uh, just—it's hard to process it when it rates so damn good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I got a couple of things I'm going to tweak next year just in um, sign display. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sign display we're going to tweak a little bit next year. I, I like to have in the electronic sign. Mm-hmm. First run on having the TV with some rotating monitor, information. Yeah. Now that we know that's going to work, we can do a lot more with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also have a distinct lack of tripods. Mm-hmm. The signage that we had, having but, things on chairs. Oh, I hated right, that. Right, I know. But if we go more with the monitor, we won't need tripods because we won't have as many things printed out. So, but we definitely, yeah, can invest in that one. That's way. an excuse to go to IKEA. Yeah, <laughs> a couple more whiteboards. We can upgrade a couple more whiteboards. How are the whiteboards and all that kind of jazz? Why are you asking me that question? Because you're the presenter coordinator at the other event, so you're about to suffer. <laughs> yeah, if they I, suck. I, I, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know recently. Yet. Okay. Yeah. Right. I think we can get two more big ones. So. All right. Anything else, Karen? No. Oh, mm-hmm. silent auction. Silent auction oh, was, was wonderful. Awesome. That yeah. actually. How much, did you what, spend? how much did I spend? Yes. I, I only spent Thor ring. Oh, I hope he's not listening to the podcast. I. He better so, not beat us. Yes, that's um, Dawn's son she's referring to. And I fuck her that she does, he doesn't listen to the podcast. There's this is no not the way. part that I don't want him to hear. How about no the way. 69 questions? 69 sexual kinky bucket list. Right. That's right. why he doesn't listen to that part. No, too. I only spent $30. So. On the silent auction that we... On the silent uh, auction. All that money goes for this for uh, the event. Causes. Yes, yes. So, and the space and the cost and yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you carrying anything else? I don't think so. Yeah? Not that's jumping out. Good. All right. Let's do it again. Okay. Let's do it again in a year? Why wait? We have to start planning in six months. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the unconference is next. That's mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. So that's in June. So Here, you start with that right there. Thank you for supporting the podcast. Toss us a dollar by heading over to www.eroticawakening.com and click on the support us on Patreon button. No, no, I I didn't want you to read it. I want you to do it. (laughs) (laughs) Our end music is provided by Pocket Universe. The song is Whim. The official EA Twatter is Andy. The person we've seen most recently is Aurora at BTL. Uh oh, the current sender of tentacles is. No one sent me any this week. The provider of graphic novels is Johnny Jackhammer and the Good Witch of the North of the Sequential Sex Podcast. And the official food that goes on boobs is. Lactating cupcakes. Bye, Dan. <laughs> Bye, Dawn. Bye, Karen. Bye. Karen. Bye. <laughs> Didn't know about lactating cupcakes, did you? Did not.